Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Turnbuckle Post. I am Johnny Podcast, joined as always by Jesse the Body. Jesse, how are we doing, buddy? Oh, not too bad. Just picked up some lunch at the IGA, so sitting there eating and uh, getting ready to discuss the Royal Rumble. Nice. All right. Um, so we we left off at, um, excuse me, just one second. We just finished 2013, so uh, we'll start off with the 2014 Royal Rumble. Yeah, this is um, one of those shows that is memorable for a few reasons, and they aren't necessarily mm-hmm. good reasons. Right. Uh, two names that stick out are Daniel Bryan because he wasn't in the Royal Rumble match and CM Punk because mm-hmm. this was his last night in WWE as a wrestler as his last night in the company unless he decides to come back which I don't know if he will uh, this event also took place one month before the WWE Network went live so it was one mm-hmm. of the last pay-per-views that you could order through uh, traditional pay-per-view methods yeah um also, uh, in, in the in the process as well, um, uh, let's see, Roman Reigns actually set a record that uh, was later on uh, broken by uh, eliminating 12 people. Um, but yeah, like you said, uh, you know, th- this was Punk's last night in the company, and um, I think that's the most noteworthy thing. Um, and then, like you said, uh, you know, Brian being left off really led to the live crowd, you know, hijacking the show. Uh, for lack of a better term, yeah, and, I mean he 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 took he did have a match earlier in the night with uh, Bray Wyatt, mm-hmm. but um, Daniel Bryan was really picking up steam, really picking up momentum as mm-hmm. far as uh, the fans go. WWE was trying to buck against that. Uh, right around this time, Batista returned to the company. I honestly think this was just wrong place, wrong time for Batista because uh, the fans completely turn their back on him. I mean, they were they were hoping for a Orton-Batista main event at WrestleMania, which thankfully that's not what we got. They were still in the yeah. main event, but Daniel Bryan got added to it. But it, he just didn't – his his this return was a flop for him. And I think it was all because of the people were, you know, wanting to see Daniel Bryan in that top spot. Yeah, I think he was in, like I said, wrong place, wrong time. And I think – in, in in honesty, you know, I think the Batista character doesn't really work as that as that mega baby face. Um, I think he works better as a heel anyway. Um, and the, to try to recast him in that light just because he was in Guardians of the Galaxy was kind of a foolish move anyway. Um, and um, you know that that was. You know, it worked out for the best because the Yes movement ended up, you know, like you said, you know, Brian ended up getting added to that match, whether that was by design or by um, by WWE finally just caving to what the fans were wanting. Um, I don't know if we'll ever know, but but luckily um, it worked out. And, you know, I guess this was the one of the first times Rey Mysterio was like booed out of a building. Um, mainly because he, he him coming out at number thirty meant that there was no um, Daniel Bryan in this match. So as you said, uh, Batista won. Um, the the Iron Man of this one was uh, CM Punk at forty nine minutes twelve seconds, and Roman Reigns, as I said uh, previously stated, had twelve eliminations. Yeah, so it's it's kind of weird, man, when you look at it because uh, Roman was actually cheered during this time. Uh, the shield was well it was him and Dan, him and Dan Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins uh, parted away shortly after this the shield were still foregoing mm-hmm. but Rollins would turn his back on them several yeah. 
months after this took place. But what a difference a year makes. And when we get to the when we get ready to talk about the 2015 one, um, I'll let everybody in on on what that uh, what that entails. But yeah, um, but you know the rest of the matches on this card weren't that great. We saw John Cena versus Randy Orton for the nine thousandth time. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's like you said. There's a that problem with consistency in the booking where they don't just you know they they want to rehash redo the same matches over and over and over again. And there's only only so many times you can go to that well. Yeah, you eventually wear down someone's. There's no interest in seeing something, you know, after a billion times. And I think that's one thing that WWE can definitely do better. Um, you know, and it's not, it shouldn't be that complicated to keep people separated. With, well, I mean, uh, they had a rivalry that dominated most of 2009, so maybe they felt this would feel a little fresh, but it was still, yeah, it was still, still more the same. I mean, there wasn't really anything that, that fresh about it. No, I mean, and then you look at like, you know, Kofi and Randy Orton is another example. You know, they kept them apart for about a decade, but it was a new angle because Kofi came in as a champion and Randy was, you know, uh, challenging him because he didn't think he belonged in that place. So it was a brand new perspective to an old rivalry. If you just throw guys together again and be like, oh, yeah, they still hate each other, then they're, you're just you're counting on the fans remembering that. And there's nothing that's changed as far as perspective goes. Now, if if Cena was a heel and Orton was a was a face, then that would be a change in the the dynamic. And they just they have not been able to to do that. It's just same same shit, different day. Well, yeah. like you said, with Kofi and Orton, it had been over a decade, and they didn't their rivalry didn't encompass the entire. It was only like a two month rivalry at the time, mm-hmm. so it did feel fresh and it did feel new when they finally did. Yeah, uh, on the road to Kofi Mania. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we'll, I'm I'm ready to move on to 2015. If you are, yeah, that's fine. Um, to me, this came at a time when WWE was trying to elevate new stars into the main event picture. Mm-hmm. You know, you had the Shield trio, like I said, of Reigns, Rollins, and Ambrose that split up in June when Rollins turned on them mm-hmm. <clears throat> to align with Triple H. So that meant all three men were on a similar path to the top of WWE. Rollins mm-hmm. won money in the bank contract that summer while feuding with Ambrose a lot. And Reigns was clearly the guy that WWE wanted to push to the main event picture. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, you know, this this event took place in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, which has the mark of being, um, having a lot of smart marks, basically is what it's called in the business. Mm-hmm. A lot of smart wrestling fans. And, you know, the fans, to me, especially in these smart markets, have to be the ones to choose the stars. And when they chose Roman Reigns this year, it just completely, again, like like the year before, completely backfired on WWE. Yeah, they, uh, you know, just a spoiler alert for the main event, but uh, basically, I mean, Roman was booed out of the building. They tried to bring out his quote-unquote cousin, The Rock, who was also booed out of the building. Um, so it's... You know, I think people are seeing through the, you know, the the, the WWE tries to do to, um, you know, kind of put their uh, resistance aside. Um, well, you know, something's going wrong when you bring out the rock to endorse a guy. Yeah. And the people are still booing their heads off. I mean, yeah. you know, you should know right then and there. OK, this ain't working. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's and like you said, with, with brains, you know, um, 
and you know we'll talk about this year's row rumble um you know he's he's definitely improved uh, and uh, like i said i enjoy i look forward to seeing what he's going to do every week now but at that time it was just too much too fast and he was still the same guy from the shield he didn't change at all you know ambrose changed to this you know lunatic fringe wacky guy uh rollins was this corporate suit and then you know reigns still came out to the shield's music still wore a vest like he didn't change anything about him at all and you know it was like he never evolved past that point um it wasn't until you know recently that he's really evolved into a different character um but man this card uh so I remember this one uh, mainly because the night after Raw was uh, snowed out. Um, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, so they replayed the Royal Rumble on on Raw, and uh, you know they had a great triple threat with um, uh, Brock Lesnar uh, defending the championship against Seth Rollins and John Cena. That was the highlight of the night for me. That had to be one of the yeah. best championship matches at a Rumble ever. Yeah, it was fantastic, um, and then. Man, this there's a lot of stuff on here. Like the Ascension, who aren't even with the company anymore, defeated the New Age Outlaws, who uh, one of them isn't with the company anymore. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's crazy how much can change in just a few years. Um, but like I said, um, you know, and the the Bell Twins are on this on the undercard. But the the event and proper, like you said, this was this was made, you know, intended to be a star making moment for Roman Reigns and. Um, unfortunately, it blew up right in their face. Um, yeah, they even put him in there against you know the very <clears throat> the very end. It was Show and Kane, mm-hmm. so you know they 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 was trying to push this. Can he overcome the odds of these two big monsters? You know because they thought you know people would want to see that that kind of underdog quote yeah. unquote story, and it just no, it just wasn't working. People were not cheering it at all. Yeah, and and it further pissed them off when Daniel Bryan was only in the match for ten minutes. Um, you know, that they were still chanting for Daniel Bryan and Bray Wyatt eliminated him. Um, and, you know, looking at, looking at the names, uh, unfortunately I have to, my, you know, my guy Cody, uh, was looking like a child molester of stardust at this time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? That was a fun gimmick though, man. He made yeah. that work. I, I actually yeah. kind of enjoyed his, his, his gimmick yeah. of stardust. Well, and honestly, like, and in, in, I'll be in, you know, we'll talk about this whenever we do our uh, Rhodes family episodes. But, uh, but I think that's really what made him a fan of his is like he puts a hundred percent into whatever he was given, um, whether it was uh, stardust or you know having a mustache or putting a bag over people's heads. You know, he was he was always committed to what he was doing, and that made me a fan. Um, and and even in this incarnation, <laughs> he was he gave his all to it. So, um, well, this was the year to me too, where um, you know you get those <clears throat> Royal Rumble participants who get their time in the ring, where mm-hmm. they just eliminate people, and then they're just kind of. Uh, I think this was around the time where they were pushing Bray Wyatt for mm-hmm. a Mania match with Cena, mm-hmm. so he eliminated several people and was in the ring, kind of spewing his red work, saying he's got the whole world in his hands. So I, I remember that part of it. In fact, he had the most eliminations and lasted the longest. Yeah, that's what uh, I hadn't gotten to that yet, but yeah, you're definitely right. And um, as far as um, uh, returns and things like that, uh, we had Diamond Dallas Page in this match. I think the Boogeyman was a was a return uh, as far as just a one time deal. 
Um, and then Kevin, I thought I saw Kevin Nash's name, but maybe that was the previous year. Um, and then, um, like you said, uh, Bruce, uh, wait, Bray Wyatt lasted the longest at 46 minutes. And then the most eliminations was Roman Reigns with six. So, um, well, it said Bray Wyatt had seven. Oh, oh, oh I'm sorry. Yeah, he lasted 46 minutes and had seven eliminations, so oh, he has one more, okay. one more than Reigns. Okay, my mistake. All right. <clears throat> but also, uh, to note on this, it was um, Kane actually ended up breaking the record for most eliminations overall. I think uh, up to this point, Shawn Michaels had the most with 39. Mm-hmm. Kane broke that record at this pay-per-view and having the most emula- most eliminations overall between all the Rumbles. Oh, okay. Cool. <clears throat> all right. You ready to move on to 2016? Yeah, I just thought I just thought that was a, a neat visual at 2015 when, uh, you know, the fans just completely booed, man, and crapped all over it. It just did not yeah. work out the way that it did. Yeah. I was going to say, I think Cancel WWE Network trended um, on on social media right after that. Um, people were really pissed off. But uh, fortunately, I think, you know, like I said, things ended up working out, but it just it was it was a long path. Yeah, even though Reigns ended up facing Lesnar at Mania, you know, we got the, the good surprise of Rollins cashing in money in the bank and walking mm. out as champion that night. He lost to Orton that night, but he 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 ended up leaving the event as a champion, so. Yeah, and it, uh, that was a that was an awesome um an awesome way to book them or to to make themselves an exit out of something that people didn't want to see to begin with. Um <clears throat> Yeah. Was, I, yeah. So then we come to the uh 2016 Royal Rumble. Now, this is another pay-per-view where WWE did something for the first time ever. It was the first time where the WWE Championship was defended by the champion, who was Roman Reigns. It's not the first time where the WWE title will go to the winner, because we all remember 92 when Ric Flair won it. Mm-hmm. But this was a special occasion where the champion was forced to defend the title. So if he was eliminated, you were guaranteed a new champion be- before the end of the night. And that's because the evil bosses... Vince McMahon, Triple H, and Stephanie wanted to make things tough on Roman, who was the babyface WWE champion, even though the fans weren't fully behind him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a one-match show in a lot of ways, but the undercard had some intriguing matches. Yeah, it looks like uh, we got a, a Charlotte versus Becky Lynch, which would, you know, that would become a, uh, you know, a feud that would define Becky as far as, uh, you know, that, that cool face. Uh, you know, they tried to turn her heel, but it just, it backfired on them. And, uh, you know, that led to Becky being one of the hottest acts in wrestling, um, you know, up until her, uh, you know, pregnancy. And she decided to, you know, walk away for that. Um, and, um, you know, we also got Kalisto uh, defeating Alberto Del Felon. And um, <laughs> uh, know, this, this had a great last man standing match for the IC yeah. title between Dean Ambrose and Kevin Owens. Yeah, and Kevin Owens actually just had another fantastic last man standing match. Um, and then, uh, this, yeah, this year's Rumble. Yeah, and the New Day and the Usos, uh, man, I, I love watching them work against each other. Um, just uh, a lot of great action between those two teams. Um, the Rumble proper, like you said, uh, you know, Roman Reigns was defending his championship. This one is. Super noteworthy, uh, the debut of AJ Styles to the WWE. Yep. Yep. So he, he entered at number three, um, and, and he went for 28 minutes. Um, Roman Reigns entered at number one and lasted 59 minutes, but he was actually out of the 
match improper for like 20 minutes because of an attack by the League of Nations. This this reminded me of the 99 Rumble when that happened to Steve Austin. <clears throat> when yeah. he entered at number one, was taken out for half the match, mm. and then returned at the end. This is this is what they seem like they kind of recycled that from the 1999 Rumble. Yeah, I'm sure uh, a couple of the things that they tried to do in this were were recycle um, recycled ideas. Um, and like I said, uh, and Reigns, I'm showing Reigns having five eliminations, so he actually led led the uh, Rumble in that again. Um, and as we know, well, him, him and Strowman he, both. I think they both have five. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, you're correct. So that that was Strowman's debut in the Royal Rumble as well. Um. And then um, Triple H entered at number 30, and he was the one to end up uh, winning the match and winning the championship to set up a rematch at WrestleMania. That was the longest and probably one of the worst WrestleManias I've ever seen. See, and but... this was another example of WWE not learning from past mistakes. You had Batista mm-hmm. winning the 14 Rumble that fans crapped on. You had Roman mm-hmm. Reigns winning the last year's, the one before we just talked about. And then Triple H, a 46-year-old part-timer, Winning, not only mm-hmm. winning the Rumble, but the title, so he could go on to defend against Roman at WrestleMania. It just it made no sense to me. No, and it you know, and that wasn't. I don't think that was a match that anyone was like clamoring for. Um, you know, of all the of all the dream opponents you could have for a babyface Roman Reigns uh, for that champion, I don't see Triple H being the one. I mean, obviously he was the authority, but. You know, they could always throw someone else in there. I mean, they could have done a, a shield triple threat or, you know, there's there's a, all kinds of things they could have done. But then, you know, they choose Triple H to be the opponent and then you you book it for a 30 minute match. Um, and it's not, you know, neither one of those guys can go 30 minutes. Um, you know, I like Roman a lot and he's really evolved, like I said. Um, but at that time, no. I mean, it was just power move after power move, and it was really boring for 30 minutes. I did know that Shane McMahon and Undertaker had a pretty good Hell in a Cell match. I mean, it, it was yeah. a spot fest. It was what it was, but it, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I thought it would be a disaster. <laughs> um, but it, it, it ended up, like you said, it ended up being okay. But um, So then we uh, move on to the 2017. Oh, did you have anything else to say about the oh, – Oh, no, 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 you're fine. Okay. Go ahead. 2017 Royal Rumble. Um, this was at a time WWE went back to using the brand extension, and that's because SmackDown moved live to Tuesday nights in the summer of 2016. It was the first time SmackDown had ever went live. It was from its inception in 1999. It had always been a tape show. So uh, it went mm-hmm. live on Tuesdays, and they had uh, separate rosters again. I think SmackDown was excellent from the second half of 2016 up until around WrestleMania 33 in 2017. Yeah, um, and and honestly, I mean, even now, SmackDown's probably uh, it's honestly the A show now, and that's not something that we would have said, you know, a few years ago even. But, but it's a clear, you know, it's heads above its its you know counterpart in Raw. Well, Raw, Raw, honestly, I think it suffers from being a three hour show. They have so yeah. much filler to put in there that it's not condensed like SmackDown, and they can yeah. spread everything out, and that's not always a good thing. No, I mean you're absolutely right. Um, and and this uh, this Royal, Royal Rumble had a really great, uh, well, one really great undercard uh, match, which which was a return match between 
John Cena and AJ Styles from their um, classic encounter at SummerSlam at this previously this year. Um, and, yeah, this had to uh, be one of the best. It was definitely yeah. the best match between them, but one of the best uh, championship matches I, I'd ever seen. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and like we always say, you know, if you haven't seen it, go back and watch it. Either one of their matches, uh, especially their pay-per-view matches against one another, um, fantastic. And and just they work so well together. And, you know, AJ did everything he could to garner heel heat, um, you know, but he was still, you know, people still enjoyed it just because it was just an amazing, uh, they had an amazing chemistry together. Then you had another, you had the Universal Championship on the line in a no-DQ match. This was uh, hmm. kind of forbearing what we saw this year. But it was Kevin Owens against Roman Reigns, obviously in opposite roles. Yeah, Roman was the uh, face, but they had Chris Jericho in a shark cage because Jericho and Owens were a, a team at this point. Yep, yep. Then, um, yeah, I didn't even notice that until you were you were saying that. But yeah, so it's a it's a role reversal from a few years ago. But um, yeah, Jericho and Owens, man, they they had probably the best thing going at this point. And then they ended up being, they were the number two match on WrestleMania that year. Um, yeah. This was when Jericho brought out the list. Yep. Yeah. He had the list going, they had the festival of friendship and, <laughs> and then Owens turned his back on Jericho. This was, this was a month before um, Kevin Owens would defend against Goldberg and lose or maybe two months before. I can't remember. No, I was at the next pay-per-view. It was where he lost in okay. like two, Two minutes, I think. Yeah, I think yeah, because they were they were uh, brand specific, weren't they? Yeah. Okay, that's why I was like I was like I thought Elimination Chamber was after because Bray Wyatt won the championship from AJ or from uh, Cena. I mean, but um, <clears throat> yeah, that was a SmackDown only, and then the the, the Raw was Fastlane. That's right. Okay, uh, my mistake there. Um, so uh, anyway, the the Royal Rumble match in proper um, was. I, I remember this one being like okay. Like it wasn't it wasn't great by any stretch of the imagination. Um but we had another uh you know Brock and Goldberg had their second match, but actually the most noteworthy one they've had was, you know, Bro- uh, Goldberg defeating Brock in a really short amount of time at um Survivor Series. Survivor Series, yes. And then um and then in this Rumble um, you know, it was another bang bang elimination because you know Goldberg came in, speared him, and threw him out, and uh, that really set them up, you know, on the path to their match at WrestleMania. That I, I honestly thought it was probably their best match out of the entire you know pantheon of matches they've had against each other. I thought that was their best one. Was that that WrestleMania? Oh yeah, without a doubt. I mean, it was only like a five six minute match, but they really made the most of the time and. Yeah, stink for their WrestleMania 20 encounter from 10 years before that. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, Reigns once once again was still being booed heavily. I remember the crowd didn't wasn't into him that much, but when Orton threw him out, they I remember they cheered. Mm-hmm. It was a it was a huge ovation. Uh, but Reigns was in there to set up his WrestleMania match with the Undertaker, mm-hmm. <clears throat> as we talked about in our podcast before. Undertaker, we thought this would be around one of the last times we'd ever seen him perform because he. Yeah. Went on to have that match with uh, Reigns at Mania 33. Yep. And so just to basically uh, explain, uh, you know, Randy Orton uh, won this Royal Rumble. So he was a two-time winner at this point. 
Um, and for some reason I gave him another win in my mind. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, he, he won, um, our, our Ironman was Chris Jericho at over an hour. Um, yeah, that was, that was an impressive performance for Chris yeah. Jericho at his age. Yeah, absolutely. And then, um, Braun Strowman, you know, they were trying to get him over as a strong man at this point. Um, seven eliminations and, um. It wasn't. I I can't say it was like one of the best rumbles I've ever seen, but it wasn't bad. And I I think you know or, Orton's a guy you either you either really like him or you're like very meh to him. Um and you well know, I remember him and Bray didn't because Bray Wyatt would they don't end up going to the elimination chamber where Bray Wyatt would win the WWE mm-hmm. title because Orton and Wyatt were kind of in a feud at this point. Their match at Mania wasn't that great. I remember we were watching that at your place. Yeah, we saw the ring all of a sudden light up with worms, and you were like, "Am I drunk?" Or yeah, yeah, I forgot about that, but yeah, it was, yeah, there was like they projected worms and and bugs and all kinds of crap on the on the um on the ring surface. And then the next month, they had probably, I mean, this was just a train wreck for Randy Orton because the next month they had that uh house of horrors match, or I don't even remember how they how they deemed it, but. That was awful, and then that led into the Jinder Mahal, you know, Orton dropping the championship to Jinder Mahal. Um, just, uh, you know, thankfully he he's reinvented himself with his heel run, and um, you that's know, where SmackDown started to dip started to dip dip a little in quality when they made mm-hmm. Mahal the champion. Thank goodness they came to their senses and got it off of him before Survivor Series of that year. Yeah. I, I can't blame them for trying. I mean, it was an experiment, but it just it did it didn't work because Mahal yeah. had never been seen as a threat. He never been no. seen the championship material. They never projected him that way. So no, and I mean, you know, the the last the lasting image people had of him before this return was, you know, playing air guitar with you know Drew McIntyre and Heath Slater, and it's you can't just take someone like that and then expect them, you know, just because they're he's bigger doesn't mean he's still not that same goofball from before. So. Right with Drew, they built him back up the right way when he came yeah. back in 2016. But yeah, I mean, he spent a stint in, in NXT and was made to look legitimate, and then you know, um, you know, they gave him they gave him a lot of they gave him time to uh, show what he how he had changed and how he had gotten better. So I also remember uh, we started. This is where we started to see an influx of NXT talent as Ty Dillinger. Made his debut in this rumble at number ten, and that was his gimmick in NXT was being the perfect ten. So yeah, that I remember that that was a that was kind of a fun homage, or not? I wouldn't say homage, but just a fun thing for the WWE to have done. Uh, I know people were really uh, lobbying for to see it, just because of the whole ten ten gimmick. So so uh, then to the um, do you have any more to say about? That oh no, no 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 no, you're fine. I was getting ready to segue myself. <laughs> yeah, the 2018 Royal Rumble. So, after 30 years of Royal Rumble shows where there was only one Royal Rumble match on the show, featuring mostly male wrestlers, WWE decided it was time to have the first ever women's Royal Rumble match. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of excitement about it because WWE's um, women's evolution, sometimes called a revolution, was going really well, and it made sense for there to be a women's Royal Rumble va- match. Not only that, but the ladies got to main event the show as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of that is because it was the first ever women's Royal Rumble match, and also because of who arrived in WWE at the end of the night. Yeah, um, uh, undercard wise, um, I, I can't. I don't think this was that memorable. Uh, I, 
I know AJ had a really good match with Kevin Owens against Kim, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn in a handicap match. Yeah, it was it was it was pretty good. Yeah. Um and then so you know, since we have two Royal Rumbles to to cover, um I'll just uh well and Brock Lesnar defeated Kane and Braun Strowman in a triple threat. Um Well, I remember though, if you remember in this match, Brock Lesnar kind of got uh kind of stiff Braun Strowman a little bit. I I remember he gave him a really hard knee and, and told him to slow down. So oh there, yeah, there I forgot about that. On there. You remember that part? Yeah, uh, didn't Braun have like a like a swelling on his face? Yeah, he like, had a, he had a goose egg forming. Yeah, uh, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, good good recall. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, um, so that was a learning opportunity for Braun for sure. Um, but uh, so the the men's Royal Rumble um, was won by. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, which was you know an awesome choice, uh, with you know AJ being the champion, um, and then um, they, uh, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought here. Uh, Shinsuke, I believe, was the Iron Man at 44 minutes, and the most eliminations was between Reigns and Finn Balor, who both had four. Actually, I think Finn Balor had, had was the Iron Man. I think he was in there for 57 minutes. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, you're, you're right. Thank you. Yeah. So Finn, Finn Balor was starting to get some sort of a push. He he had mm-hmm. been the Universal Champion the first ever back mm-hmm. in 2016. So this is, was his return. Uh, I thought I thought they would have him win the match. Honestly, I didn't expect them to pull the trigger on Nakamura, but I'm glad we got the result with, with Nakamura that we did. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it was it was the right call, and it, you know it it didn't occur to me until we were doing this how many times Roman Reigns has come in second at the Royal Rumble. Um, I think this is like the fourth time that he was the last guy illuminated. Um, so just kind of a like weird thing. Like, I don't know if that's just the booking to make him look strong is that, you know, he's, he's always in the last two, but, um, but yeah, I just thought that was kind of odd, but, um, so do you want to move on to the women's? Yeah. So the women's Royal Rumble match, um, at the time, WWE didn't have a great, deep card of women's wrestlers there's no way they could put 30 women in this match with the current roster that they had so they used women they used a lot of women from the past and i think they used a couple of nxt women so it was nice mm-hmm. to see those those returns i remember michelle mccool returned uh lita returned uh, i think kelly kelly was in there tori wilson uh trish stratus i think was entered at number 30 so it was nice to see uh yeah. all those women be able to take part in this first ever women's rumble match yeah and uh uh, Jackie and Beth Phoenix were in it as well, um, and then from NXT, Ember Moon and Kyrie Sane. Uh, so, like you said, just just a lot of all kinds of different generation of you know female wrestlers, uh, and just a, a really great way to to honor this being you know the momentous occasion that it was. And then they had Charlotte Flair and Alexa Bliss at ringside. They were both the champions of their respective brands mm-hmm. because they were thinking that the uh, winner of the match was going to challenge either one of them at the win- at the end of the show. It ended up, of course, we all figured it you know, was going to end up being Asuka. She was undefeated coming into the match. Mm-hmm. She had been undefeated her entire time in WWE, even going back to NXT. So we figured Asuka would be the one to win. Yeah, that, that one was kind of, uh, you know, uh, predictable. But like we said, predictability is not always bad. Um, Sasha Banks was the Iron Woman. At 54 minutes, 46 seconds. And eliminations, it looks like 
Michelle McCool. Uh, yeah, she had, had the most. most. Yeah, five. So, I think it was um, kind of cool that both the winners of this of that year's Rumble were both Japanese wrestlers that had been yeah. stars in their native Japan, and they put yeah. both of them over at this World Rumble. I thought that was pretty uh, history making. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, and their their stories at WrestleMania kind of paralleled one another in some ways. Uh, obviously, Nakamura hit the low blow on AJ after he lost and turned heel. Um, but, um, but yeah. And so, like you said, uh, so Oscar was, was the champion or I'm sorry, Oscar was the Royal rumble winner, uh, Charlotte and Alexa bliss entered the ring and, uh, out came rowdy Ronda Rousey. Yeah. We hopped over to uh, Jets, my generation playing over the loudspeakers. Yeah. And we found out Ronda Rousey had joined the WWE. Yeah. Um, so, pretty wild um and you know i i think people had expected it but it still is you know surprising to see uh something like that happen um you know as if people don't know who ronda rousey is she's a very famous mixed martial artist um she had a couple of high profile losses um and so i think it was time for her to transition her career but prior to that she had just dominated the women's division um you know taking arms and you know, knocking people out. She was just a really great fighter. But um, anyway, uh, you know, making her debut, and that, that was that was the most noteworthy thing to come out of that, really. I mean, even though it was the the very first Women's Royal Rumble, I think that kind of overshadowed it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I was I would say that say that it did because you know a lot of people they had heard the rumors that she was joining, but they mm-hmm. weren't you know 100 percent sure if that was going to uh, to be the case, and it turned it out. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So then we would go to the uh, 2019 Royal Rumble. Uh, this one was a huge event, actually. The show, hold on, let me get to it. The show took place at the home of the Major League Baseball's Arizona Dynam- Diamondbacks at mm-hmm. Chase Field in Phoenix, Arizona. Not only that, but the broadcast had a runtime that was nearly five hours long, which meant it was two hours longer than most Royal Rumble events. Add in a two-hour kickoff show, and the fans were in their seats for nearly seven hours, depending on when they arrived. Uh, for WrestleMania shows, that's kind of become the norm, but this was a new thing for the Rumble PPV, and I don't really think it was a good thing. I think the show was mm-hmm. a little bit too long, and they likely needed to trim off an hour of it. But they, they, they you know, I got to give them credit for at least, you know, trying it. But I, I got to say, the setup was really cool because the wrestlers came out of the came out of the dugouts to go down to the ring. So mm-hmm. it was a really cool setup that they had. Sorry about that. My phone. Uh, I got a phone call, and then I had to <laughs> to. Uh... To block it, so I didn't. Uh, the, the, I think it interrupted our uh, recording a little bit. But uh, I was going to say that that it was really neat to see them come out from the dugout just and run down to the ring. The way they had the setup for that was really yeah, really cool. I, yeah, I remember that. And it, you know, it was neat that they started these stadium shows. But like you said, just just a very very long long show. Um, now this was around the time too where we were starting to see the rise of Becky Lynch. She had tried. They tried to turn her heel at that mm-hmm. last year's SummerSlam. Uh, didn't quite work out that way. People had always seen her as kind of an underdog. They wanted to see her get her just due. So she was really gaining in popularity around. Yeah, this and time. It, uh, you know we wanted to see Becky get that path to WrestleMania, uh, but it but it was a lot of hard knocks. Uh, you know she actually lost to Asuka in a women's championship match on the in the opener of the pay per view proper. Um. See, and I always, I always kind of was like, I didn't have a problem mm-hmm. with her losing to Oscar. It was the way she lost to Oscar that I didn't like. 
They could have just did a quick pin. Instead, yeah. they had her submit. That, to me, did not make Becky look good to to losing by submission instead of if it would have just been like an inside cradle. Yeah. Something and, like that. And also on the undercard, thankfully, this had been uh, erased from my memory, <laughs> but the Miz and Shane McMahon defeated the bar for the tag team championships, leading to one of the worst book storylines I've ever seen in my life with Shane and the Miz uh, after they split up. Just, oh, my God. Yeah, because Miz never yeah. got his win back. I mean, it was always fluky wins by Shane, and Miz never really got his. And to me, that that started a downward yeah, I, trend. Yeah, I really, Miz. you know, he was the guy that was. I mean, he was must see as he as he advertised, and you know, the booking of that feud absolutely killed my my personal interest in seeing the Miz at all. Um, and then um, you know, Ronda Rousey defeated the the women's championship that she had won from Alexa Bliss. <laughs> She defeat. She defended that against um, uh, Sasha Banks, um, and a, a, it was a pretty good match. Yeah, there were a few sloppy yeah. moments, but nothing, yeah. nothing that bad. We thought that this was going to be the uh, beginning of the Four Horsemen story between uh, Sharp, you know, Sasha Banks, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, and Bailey against Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler, Marina Shafir, and Jessamyn Duke. But when Ronda ended up not sticking around after Mania Thirty Five. Plans kind of got yeah, that that kind of uh, I, I think you know I think that would have been an interesting match. Uh, obviously, you know the 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 four horsewomen of NXT have a little more experience as wrestlers, um, but I think it it could have been an interesting feud. Um, and unfortunately, it just didn't didn't pan out that way. Um, the women's rumble match. So uh, Becky wasn't even really a participant because she had wrestled earlier in the night. Uh, Lana, Lana came out and, um, but she was injured and Becky Lynch, uh, took her spot and, uh, ended up winning the Royal Rumble match, um, to. With a leg injury, they caved a leg injury in there and they ended up, she ended up eliminating Nia Jax who had broken her nose the couple months before that, taking her out of Survivor Series and then eliminated Charlotte Flair to win the match. And, um, Natalia was actually the Iron Woman here, 56 minutes. Uh, looks like Charlotte had the most eliminations at five and this, this rumble, uh, didn't have as many of the, uh, older stars, um, but it did have a ton of people from NXT. Um, yeah, they, they chose to feature NXT stars instead of a lot of the women from the past, which is a smart idea. You know, I got people to watch to maybe, Hey, you know, get people interested interested in NXT to see some of these stars, uh, you know, uh, Gia Lee, uh, Kyrie Sane, Candice LeRae, Casey Catanzaro. I said it right that time. <laughs> Io Shirai <laughs> and Rhea Ripley were all uh, NXT um, talent that sh- that uh, got, a, got a chance to shine in the Rumble. Um, <clears throat> well, I, see this this to me, I think it worked in that respect because I didn't know who Rhea Ripley was until I saw her. But as soon as I saw her in this match, I said. God damn, man, that woman looks like yeah. she could be a star. And, you know, it turns out she had a very good 2000, especially the end of 2019. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, I think, you know, we're waiting on her to to regain some momentum. And obviously, I think she's going to be debuting on, you know, Raw or SmackDown at some point here. Um, but like I said, you know, she's got star potential written all over her. Um, and she's definitely, you know, she's she's interesting. She's, you know, talented in the ring and she's got a unique look and, um, we'll, you know, uh, hopefully we'll see a lot of things out of her. I mean, you know, when, when you look at like a Brock Lesnar and you say, that's the next big thing, that's kind of how I look at, 
Rhea Ripley personally. Yeah, this I remember this match too went very long. It went seventy two minutes, which I think is the longest any Rumble matches ever went. Uh, yeah. So I mean, so you know, you were three hours deep into this show at this point, and still had a few more matches to go. But I think they just could have trimmed off maybe ten to twelve minutes off of this match to make it a little bit shorter. But I was I was happy for Becky that she she did get that. Yeah, I, I think I, I probably would have been the only thing that would have made it better was if that was the the uh, last Rumble match. Um, and that's that's a minor complaint. Um, you know, otherwise it was it was perfect. It was the way to really good way to um, to sell that that story. Um, the one thing I remember too was Casey Catanzaro's mm-hmm. elimination. If people don't know her, she's from American mm-hmm. Ninja Warrior. I think she was the first woman to ever pass the the uh, the main course on that show. So, but her elimination, she got eliminated. Her feet never touched the floor. She did like a handstand from the guardrail all the way to the ring to get back in. So that was pretty yeah, unique from her. Uh, she used, yeah, she, and then she used her legs to climb up onto the pole and uh, amazing body control. Um, and uh, definitely, uh, you know, it's not something you see every day. Uh, you know, Naomi's pulled off a few of those spots and obviously Kofi is super famous for doing that. But um, but that was another just, just wow moment in the Royal Rumble that, you know, that we've come to expect almost. Then you had a Daniel Bryan AJ Styles match for the WWE title. This match wasn't as great mm-hmm. as some of their matches. It wasn't as great as their Intercontinental title match last year. I think people were just coming off the high of Becky winning that yeah. Rumble match, and that's why I think they were kind of dead. Yeah, for most and of um, Brock Lesnar defeated uh, Finn Balor in a relatively quick match. Uh, people have been clamoring for that ever <clears> since. <throat> you know, Brock won the title, and um, it was. It was a decent match, but it probably wasn't either one of their best. Um, so uh, the Royal Rumble proper, um, let's see, was won by um, Seth Rollins, who would go on to, to uh, defeat Brock Lesnar that year, becoming the Beast Slayer. Um, well, I remember the, the number one number one and two entrants were Elias and the return yeah. of Jeff Jarrett, which I was kind of surprised at Jeff Jarrett coming back, but I guess you know time. Yeah, of all people, that's kind of shocking that you know that he came back. Um, And then uh, Pete Dunne and Aleister Black from NXT got their. Oh, and Johnny Gargano got their time to shine. Um, And then uh, this this one's actually noteworthy because Nia Jax is the first person to compete in both Royal Rumbles. Um, She attacked our truth as he was coming out, and um, uh, partook in the men's Royal Rumble, and she was in the women's Royal Rumble. and they, they did a great spot where she was eliminated. Uh, you know, everybody hit their finishers on her and then threw her over the top rope. But uh, it, it was it was fun. I thought it was a neat a neat twist. Um, like I said, uh, the Seth Rollins ended up winning the Royal Rumble. Uh, I believe he was the Iron Man at forty three minutes. Uh, most eliminations it looks like was Drew McIntyre at four. No, it was Braun. Oh, okay, I'm sorry, I didn't see that. Okay, yep, you're right. Drew McIntyre had a good showing, but it was Braun Strowman with six eliminations. You know they're still pushing him as the as the resident big man. But you definitely could tell see shades of Drew McIntyre coming back to the superstar that we would know him as today. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, and this is an opportunity for them to. You know, there's no risk in trying to make someone look better in the Royal Rumble match. Um, you know, the the crowd's not going to crap on it if it's something that's not 
you know, it, if it's something that doesn't catch their attention and they're not going to, you know, <clears throat> and then, you know, if it does get their attention, it's going to be something that they can build from. So it's kind of a no-lose situation for WWE in, in trying trying to, yeah. you know, star make with this with this match. But. So then when we go to the 2020 Rumble, this was the last Rumble uh, before the no fan error hit. Um, but I thought this was a this was a pretty great rumble. Um, so, yeah, I, I know earlier earlier on that Sunday, um, NBA legend Kobe Bryant died in a helicopter crash with his mm-hmm. daughter. So um, that was kind of weighing on the minds of everybody. I think wrestling was kind of a nice escape for everybody that mm-hmm. night. You know, after after what had happened, I know he's one of the greatest basketball players ever to play mm-hmm. the game. Yeah, absolutely. But, they this this too took place in another uh, baseball stadium, Minute Maid Park in mm-hmm. Houston. Um, yeah, uh, and like I said, these stadium shows they kind of they kind of give it a give these things a big event feel, and uh, it's it's nice that they're they're able to do that. Um, and as you said, you know, one of the last events before you know everything went haywire. <laughs> I think they were gonna I think they were gonna continue with stadium shows for the Rumble before the. Um, the, the no yeah. fan and, I, and I, but I was gonna say I'm positive they'll that they'll end up uh you know going back to that eventually um I think that's you know it's just temporary um but uh, anyway um the the undercard uh, had uh, the the feud that would not end Roman Reigns defeating King Corbin in a Falls County anywhere match. Um, the second match on the card was the women's Royal Rumble match. Um, this one was unfortunately won by Charlotte Flair. Uh, someone, and, and I say that, which, you, which we, we had to know that was coming. Yeah. And, and I, and I say that, and it's not because I, I dislike Charlotte in any way. It's just, I, you know, I feel like if someone has the credibility that she has, they don't, they don't need the Royal Rumble win to, to justify a championship match. It ended up playing out well uh, with her challenge and Rhea Ripley and basically Rhea goading her into it. Um, but it, it was hard to see that at the time. Yeah, I know I know that you know, we started to see shades of uh, Bianca Blair in this mm-hmm. match. She, she and Shayna Baszler actually tied for most eliminations at eight apiece. Yeah. But, um, but Bianca entered at like number two, I think, and she was just, she was a house of fire. And then Shayna came in and started cleaning house. So they they had the most eliminations. I remember uh, tying an eight apiece in that yeah, match. Yeah, and um, uh, Bianca was actually the Iron Woman at 33 minutes. Um, Santina Marella showed up in, in this one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, you know, there was, there was a lot of NXT talent. Uh, obviously, at that point, Bianca was NXT talent. Mercedes Martinez, Candice LeRae, Mia Yim, Dakota Kai, Chelsea Green, uh, Beth Phoenix is but she wasn't NXT. She was an NXT announcer. Uh, yeah, she was basically yeah. NXT. And then you had Tony yeah. Storm from the UK, who was a very talented yeah. wrestler. I really like uh, Tony. And then Zia Lee, Shotzi mm-hmm. Blackheart, Tegan Knox, and then Shayna Baszler was still part of NXT around this yeah. time. So you had a lot of NXT talent in this match. Yeah. And so, and since we're running short on time, uh, uh, also on the uh, on the undercard, Bailey def- defeated uh, Lacey Evans. Um, the Fiend defeated Daniel Bryan in a strap match that was pretty decent. Um, you know, they had a really good feud. And then um, 
Uh, Becky Lynch defeated Asuka uh, via submission, which that was a big deal for Becky because she hadn't she hadn't defeated Asuka to that point, I believe. Um, uh, then to move on to the men's men's Royal Rumble, and, and like I said, I'm not trying to do anybody just you know any injustice here. Uh, this this was a huge, huge, huge Royal Rumble for for mainly the the reason that uh, Edge made a, a return after a nine year absence to take part in this Royal Rumble. Uh, just an awesome moment and uh, probably something I'll remember forever. Awesome. Yeah, Brock Lesnar didn't defend his title at this pay-per-view. Yeah. He decided to enter the match yeah. as the WWE champion, and he dominated the first half of this match. And I know that me and my wife were watching it. She was getting bored, but she's like, if this is all he's going to do is just eliminate people? I said, it's building up to a moment, mm. and it did. It built up to Drew McIntyre being the one to eliminate him and actually win in the match. That put Drew over huge mm-hmm. as going to be you know, the man going yep. forward. So Ricochet, who had been – battered by Brock Lesnar the month before at a Saudi event, I believe, uh, mm-hmm. hit a low blow, and then Drew McIntyre hit his uh, Claymore finisher to knock him over the top rope. Um, you know, and, and the guy that looked unbeatable uh, ended up being defeated, and it was, a, it was a great moment, like you said, and a great setup for, you know, what would, what would be to come at WrestleMania. Um, well, it came down, like you said, again, to him and Reigns, and I thought, Man, they're not going to give this to Drew. He had his moment knocking out Brock. They're going to have Reigns win mm-hmm. this match to go on to Mania. But no, they ended up giving the win to Drew. It was a nice, feel good moment, yeah. a good way to end. end and the and show. Drew was the Iron Man, uh, 34 minutes, 11 seconds. And then Brock set the Royal Rumble record with 13 eliminations. Uh, yeah, the first 13, first 13 people in the match he eliminated by himself. So he was definitely the. Yeah. You know, it was getting, it was building to that point of who's going to be who's going to be the one to eliminate yeah. him. He's going to be the one to to take that banner, and it was and it yeah. worked out. With and Drew. Uh, Keith Lee and Matt Riddle made their debuts um, from NXT. Um, they were, uh, uh, I'm sorry, they they ended up being part of the match. Um, so, and like I said, you know, Edge made a made a triumphant return, and um, I, you know, it, it set up something kind of cool at this year's Royal Rumble that we're going to talk about now. I believe if you're ready. Okay. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right, so this year's Royal Rumble, uh, it, it was a great show. I actually just finished it last night. Um, just, just a lot of good matches, and I thought it was a, a very good show overall. Um, Drew McIntyre defeated Goldberg in a two-minute match to begin the show. and um, That's all it needed yeah. to be. It needed to be Drew just let Goldberg hit a, hit a few mm-hmm. moves, and then Drew uh, – Knocks him off at the end. It was, you know, it was what it needed to be yeah. to put Drew over at. Yeah, him. and uh, Sasha had a fantastic match with Carmella. Um, you know, Sasha had never defended her title before. She'd always lost it on her first defense, and she's actually held this title for, I think, a hundred days. I think they said was was at this point. Um, and uh, well, I remember on the pre-show too, Nia Jackson Shane that defeated Oscar oh, and yeah. Charlotte for their women's tag team titles, which I don't think a title change. To that extent, it happened on a pre-show. Yeah, before. I don't think so. so. Um, and like I said, the women's women's tag titles aren't really treated with a high high regard, unfortunately. But, um, but yeah, that's also significant because it plays into the whatever they're doing with Ric Flair and Lacey Evans and and Charlotte. I don't know what that's building to, but I guess we'll find out. Um, as Jesse kind of alluded <clears throat> to, um, the women's Royal Rumble match. Uh, this was another big showing for Bianca Belair. She ended up winning the match. Uh, she was also the Iron Woman at 56 uh, minutes. 
Maria Ripley ended up uh, being the one to eliminate the most with seven eliminations. Yeah, to me, I mean, even though Rhea Ripley didn't win the match, she came out looking really, really good. I mean, yeah, Bianca came down to her mm-hmm. and Bianca, and Bianca just kind of got lucky by clothesline her over the top rope. But I, I kind of knew going in Bianca was going to be the one to win, but I'm glad Ripley had a good yeah. showing. I mean, they, you really came out looking strong, if you ask me. In this yeah, match. I, I, I was watching it, and I was just like, you know, damn, if those those two are the future, we're, we're in good shape. Um yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and, and like I said, Ripley looked fantastic in the match. And it, it, it probably could have been a coin toss between the two of them, you know, who was going to end up winning. And, uh, you know, the, I love Bianca's, you know, genuine emotion after the match. Uh, it was just it was really nice. And uh, I, I'm excited to see what she does as a, uh, you know, in, in the championship match. Um, that was followed by the last man standing match between Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns. Uh, Roman defending his championship, of course. Fantastic. Um, you know, a lot of cool spots. Uh, you know, Kevin Owens at one point lifted a, a forklift up, lifted a pallet up on a forklift and jumped off of it through Roman Reigns on a table. Dude, the, i got to tell you, when I watched this match, it was pretty yeah. violent. I mean, for, for, for a match in the no-fan era and with it being mm-hmm. PG, it was a pretty violent match. There was a couple of moments I was literally scared there for Kevin yeah. Owens. I'm like, oh, man, I hope he's all right, yeah. you know, because he took some. Yeah, Roman uh, channeled his inner uh, Matt Hardy and hit uh, <laughs> hit uh, <laughs> Kevin Owens with a golf cart, uh, you know. Oh, that was yeah. funny, dude. I mean, I yeah. laughed. I yeah. literally laughed out loud when that happened because it just came out yeah, of nowhere. <laughs> the, you know, I'd seen it. I'd seen it in AEW with uh, Sammy and Matt, but but it's still it's still something you don't expect to see is, you know, someone getting plowed over with a golf cart. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was, it was a fun match and it was good. And like the booking of it was interesting. Like, uh, Kevin Owens tried to handcuff him and Roman, you know, unfortunately referee was right where Roman could grab him and throw him into a, you know, a rigging. So he, he didn't count him down for the 10. Um, well, they kind of messed up too. Cause Paul Heyman was having a hard time getting those handcuffs yeah, off. So that other referee kind of stopped counting yeah. because, <laughs> you know, he, they, they couldn't get the hand. Yeah, I noticed that. It made for a kind of awkward end. Uh, you know, Roman ended up slapping on the uh, the guillotine choke submission, and um, and and Kevin just couldn't answer the bell. Um, and you know, it, it it was it was good. It looks like that feud's going to continue. Um, I don't know if it's just going to be blown off on television or if it's going to be another you know build into elimination chamber. I guess we'll find out. Um, and then so that. This was a very brief card. Um, just two, uh, I'm sorry, three undercard matches and then the two Royal Rumble matches. Um, and I, I'm glad WWE took the hint and didn't decide to make it, you know, a five hour pay per view. It was actually fun to get through and it wasn't too bad. Um, the men's Royal Rumble, Edge entered number one. Um, and then he was followed by Randy Orton to kind of pay off part of their feud from last year. Um, uh, I thought it was a good. I thought it was a good uh, Royal Rumble. Uh, Edge won at after uh, being in for 58 minutes. He was the Iron Man, tied with Orton technically. Um, and then I'm trying to look at for eliminations. Uh, I think it was uh, Damian Priest and Big E were tied with. Yeah, Orton. and man, so there wasn't a lot of lot, nobody really had a strong showing as far as eliminations yeah. go. But those two had the most with four. You know, and, and speaking of tr- strong showings and Damian Priest, uh, I thought he looked fantastic. Um, I, he just. He, the way he moved in the ring, he looks like a vet. I mean, he's not he's not a young guy by any stretch. Uh, he is a veteran of of wrestling. He's just not a WWE veteran. 
And uh, I thought I thought he looked fantastic. I thought Big E looked great. Uh, the moment with him and Lashley was fantastic. Um, and, and my favorite part of the of the match, honestly, and this is I probably telegraphed it with what we were just talking about, but uh, um, basically Edge was he got his ass kicked for most of the match, and um, you know he he was looking desperate and looking tired, and uh, you know Christian's music hit and he came out to make his return one year after edge and made his return. And, uh, oh, that, that was such a cool yeah, moment, the, man to see those two in there and edge, you know, the, you could tell there's genuine emotion oh, yeah. between the two of them. I hope this leads to something with Christian, even reforming with edge somewhere down the road. Yeah, I hope so too, man. Cause like, you know, like you said, they're, they're real life best friends are like me and you, you know, Best friends that hosted a podcast. Our hair isn't quite as long as either one of theirs, but right. <laughs> other than that, the, the differences are indistinguishable. <laughs> and, and, and this is this is, I mean, Edge. Yeah, he went the he went the full way, almost an hour, and he's like one of the oldest guys on the roster. He's forty seven years old, mm. and he went that entire hour just getting his butt kicked and and still reigned supreme at the end. I mean, Randy Orton was out half the match, feigning a knee injury. Yeah. And he was the one that got thrown out at the end. But I thought it was a strong showing for Edge to be able to do that at his age and show that he he was back, he was healthy. Yeah. And, um, you know, as long, as long as they can show that they can still go, I didn't have an issue. With no, that. and I, I, I don't I don't even have an issue with Goldberg, to be honest. It's just um, I think, you know, they it's just an over-reliance on those things. Um, you know, you, there's a lot of great talent on this cart, on this, you know, roster, and they, they just – haven't used it. And I mean, we see with what Daniel Bryan's doing with the talent on SmackDown uh, being part of creative, you know, they have a wealth of talent. It's just finding ways to use them in a proper context. Um, yeah. But as we said, uh, edge won by last eliminating Randy Orton, who had returned after feigning a knee injury for most of the match. Um, so we're, we're actually at 57 minutes here. So uh, we're going to go ahead and put a bow on this as, as, as I mentioned on our socials, this is going to be our last episode for a little while. Uh, Jesse and I are going to try to look at reformatting um, and trying to come up with some some different topics and things. We'll still be on socials, and uh, we will hopefully see you guys here in a couple weeks uh, with a with a new with a new outlook and a new new uh, new take on the turnbuckle post. Um, yeah, most definitely. Um, I, I hope everybody's enjoyed this little uh, trip down memory road for the Royal Rumble retrospective. We. Mm. We, we love to do these and we'd like to do more. So when we return, we'll, we'll try to do some more retros as long as current, as well as current stuff. Absolutely. All right, folks, I'm going to let Jesse tell you all to uh, be safe and uh, all that good stuff. And then we'll, we'll head on out for a couple weeks here. All right, everybody. Um, be, be safe, be calm, go back, watch some uh, Royal Rumble matches. If you're having to stay inside and we will see you guys later. Good night, everybody.